1: plushcare.com slash weight loss.
2: Hello and welcome to Help I Sexted My Bosters. I'm a celebrity, get me out of here. Normally, this is the podcast where we help you navigate the challenges of modern life. But for the last seven days, we've had podcast realignment surgery and are now for the duration of his time away in Wales, the official supporters' club for my friend and co-host, Jordan North. You should know by now that new episodes will be with you every day, keeping you up to date with everything going on in the castle. I'm William Hanson, usually an etiquette coach. I'm more head of state, Jordan's more inner state. People have been asking me whether I could cope doing what Jordan's doing, whether I'd be able to undergo a painful process of interminable indignities, mental anguish and being left with a nasty taste in my mouth. And I'll tell you now what I tell them. It can't be any worse than having to work with my temporary co-host, producer Ben. Hello, Ben.
3: Hi, guys. What's the nasty taste in your mouth? Sounds bad.
2: Well, <laughs> nothing you don't get used to. Do we do we talk about uh, an article that has appeared in the press that uh, describes me as the poshest man alive... <laughs> And also a hugely posh individual in relation to Mr. Jordan North.
3: Well, we should talk about it, yes, because it's a an article in Le- the Lanx Live or on the Lancs Live website, and it's eleven moments that made the nation fall in love with Jordan North. And at number five, I believe. Only only eleven, not twelve,
2: <laughs> just not fifteen, not twenty, just eleven. They all sat there it in a, a
3: boardroom, thinking about
2: can we come up with a twelfth. And
3: after a few hours, they gave up.
2: I love that you think that's how that's how print journalism works, that there's a boardroom and they all sit down having meetings. But there's yeah. loads of them.
3: Loads of them involved. Um, yes, it says, number five, taking the poshest man alive to Burnley for an ambassadorial visit. Well, it wasn't an ambassadorial visit. It was a state visit. So that's obviously a head of state level. <laughs> so already, there's an error. But good shout out for us because... The whole idea was that there was another state visit going on in the country. And at the same time, Jordan took you up north to Burnley. And apparently it's one of the 11 things that means everyone has fallen in love with him. So there we go.
2: I'm glad to have contributed. Um, With the American election result, uh, usually because because of our close relationship with America, uh, there will probably in the next year or two be another state visit from America to Britain. So potentially we could go
3: and do a state visit somewhere else again. Well, there's a castle that looks good for a state visit. Would, would that be up would you be up for a state visit to Gwy Castle? Yes, well we
2: we get, well, we come on to our pronunciation of Welsh in a minute, but yes, <laughs> a- absolutely. Uh, haven't you been sliding into the DMs of a of an old relic?
3: Well, actually, they've been sliding into my DMs. So, check yourself. So, there I was on Instagram, as any other day, scrolling through, just, just, I think I was just updating messages, replying to the fans, that sort of thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, Up pops Greek G- 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 Castle, out of nowhere. Well, actually, it was, it was out of somewhere. I, I basically, because I saw a, this was, this was my Saturday morning, genuinely, I was, I got up on Saturday and was replying to G&D was on Instagram, because I was like, this is a good moment to do this. Um, and then as part of that, we don't follow many accounts, other accounts on the Sexy My Boss Instagram, but one of them is... The Royal Family, or, or whatever, the, whatever their Instagram is. Yes, Royal Family. Yeah, and there was a picture of Windsor Castle, which I, I noticed that you had liked. So I thought, well, this is a good bit of content. Put it on the story. Uh, Windsor Castle or Quick Castle, William Hanson or Jordan North. And I tagged all the, all the parties in. Windsor Castle haven't get yet got back to me, but Quick Castle did. <laughs> and they said that one of the towers of Quick Castle um, was based off of Windsor Castle. So yeah, the round the round tower, which currently houses the Royal Archives. Aren't most towers round? I was like, well, I don't know. There's not much inspiration there, is there? This is significantly round. That particular significantly round.
2: Three sixty degrees. This one. Yes. Uh, well, gosh. Well, I mean, keep 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 us updated with uh, how your DM. Yes, uh, I DMs will go with the castle. It's getting pretty heated. Have they penetrated your buttresses yet? Not quite, but we're on. A, we're well on our way. <laughs> Coming up later, I'll be chatting to weatherman and drummer extraordinaire Owain Wyn Evans. Not only will he be giving us his take on dear old Jordan's progress, but he is going to attempt to teach Ben and me some Welsh. Heaven help
0: him. My favourite Welsh word is the word for first, cantav. So that may be useful. Kuntav, perfect. If Jordan wins, Jordan will be cuntav. Yes, I've said it for years. Absolutely.
2: <laughs> uh, right, let's raise our glasses. Who are we going to toast uh, this time? Uh, well, he, a bit, the, one of the biggest news of last night's episode was Jordan was voted camp leader, not Ruthie. Oh well, we'll get on to that. Uh, even though I had a foot in both camps, but Jordan got got most of the votes. So let's toast the camp leader the camp leader. Camp leader. Mm, Delicious. Um, Talking of uh, delicious drinks, do you want to, uh, let's put aside 10 minutes for you to talk about the competition.
3: Yes. uh, I I know, I I have noticed for the last couple of days, it might be the weekend, she and Eva's are having a bit of a, a relaxing break. Fine. Well, it's not fine in my opinion. You should be on the Twitter feed of Sexy My Boss at all times, regardless of weekend or not. Um, but mm. every morning at eight am, we are giving away two premix bottles of Gin and de Bonnet and two other cocktails from the bottledbartender.co.uk website without the www dot that time because I don't want William to get RC. Um, All you have to do to be in with a chance of winning this very luxurious, luxurious prize is to retweet the tweet that I will send out today. Um, as I've said many times, it's normally at eight o'clock in the morning, you, so you can set your alarms if you like, and that's normally about the time I wake up. And um, yeah, retweet it, and I will announce a winner the next day. I think that's everything. Stop it! I didn't even I no. Last time you said it was because WWW. This time I think I said that in a pretty entertaining way. Oh, if I don't say so myself,
2: huge, hugely entertaining. No, why, why I was laughing is the fact that I've just realised what the floor is in the competition that you're saying you're not getting much engagement. If you wake up at eight a.m. and you're thinking about alcohol, you've got a problem. I don't think <laughs> I don't think people are really in the mood for, to enter an alcoholic competition at eight a.m. Maybe we need to adjust the timing.
3: I send it out at 8 a.m. It's there all day. The point is that it's there from most people's day. So if you wake up early, you can wait an hour or two until it it comes to being. Or you can go back at any point today as you're listening and be like, I'm going to do producer Ben a good one and, and retweet the tweet i often have to say do, do you do any of you guys actually want the d with a quote retweet and say retweet this tweet and then the retweets come in and then it's all hunky-dory Gosh. but we're spreading the message spreading the love of the d what more could you want on a monday
2: morning anyway let's talk about last night's episode of i'm a celebrity get me out of here and right at the top we had the royal banquet as they called it. I as I predicted in one of our episodes, it was a medieval theme. On a round table, no royal banquet has ever, in any country that has a royal family or a monarchy has ever used a round table. Where was the etiquette coach that could have advised I'm a celebrity, get me out of here? I'll tell you where you're sitting in West London Recording a
3: podcast. Recording you- a <laughs> recording a podcast. So you turn them down. You turn them down, didn't you? Yeah. Um na- napkin rings being used <laughs> at a
2: at a royal banquet. <coughs> I think not.
3: Why not? Um, what? And, what? Uh, don't rush through this, William. Let's take our time. You don't...
2: You, we don't use napkin rings, darling.
3: But why? Uh, they look well posh to me. Oh, dear. Um, napkin rings are... Well, I've never used one. So, what does that say about me? Well, maybe you're quite
2: posh. Uh, no, you don't. You, and especially matchy matchy napkin rings. Um, <laughs> you know, ones that you can sort of buy, John Lewis. Absolutely not. I'm sure we'll we'll save we'll save napkin ring chat for series seven. That'll keep them listening. <laughs> um, the the food that they then got served there was roasted lamb, roasted potatoes, apple crumble. Which I'm sure, if you've had a diet of eel and uh, rabbit and anything else that they've had, um, quail is actually delicious. I'm not a not a massive apple crumble fan, but I would have I would have eaten it. Um I did think in fact Mikey and I said to each other I think actually I say th- think Mikey flagged it up. He thought, Oh, if if Jordan takes a, a little roast potato and puts it in his pocket and gives it to Bev on the sly, he'll melt everybody's hearts.
3: He didn't I think people get in trouble with that. Like at some, I think I think in the past it's a bit of a grey area where if you do that, you might get that might be a more of a big brother thing, but I, it's certainly frowned upon. And I wouldn't expect Jordan to try and bend the rules; he's far too honest for that. Yeah. Well, some rule
2: that he did bend involved gravy, <laughs> and my Twitter exploded. What at this particular point? A few friends text me. Yes. Uh, Twitter, so a few people slid into my DMs on Instagram showing Jordan spooning gravy from the gravy boat directly into his mouth. Grim. Now, I don't. I, look, it's only been a week that he's been in a castle. There's never any excuse for that, even if you've been in that castle for months. That is not how you serve gravy. It is not how you eat gravy. It did also look pretty. Um, well, it looked ITV gravy. Can I can I say that? It looked quite thick.
3: I mean, to to me, I saw Jordan eating gravy like that, and I thought, "There's a man who's in his absolute element, enjoying every second of his available time at a royal banquet." And and why not? He he, he was loving life. He he's had a miserable week, William. You feign that you feel sorry for him, and then he's given one opportunity to enjoy himself and be himself, and look at you now, moaning. Well, What can he do right? Neither he nor any of his uh, male campmates
2: that are around the table could hold their cutlery properly, and I've seen Jordan hold cutlery before, and he can do it. So I don't quite know what's what's gone wrong. Weak in the castle. So. Yeah, he was gesturing with his knife as well. So again, that's gone on my ever-growing list of things to discuss with Jordan when he comes out. For those that want to know how to correctly serve gravy, because I did promise Twitter that I would talk about it today, gravy correctly should be ladled. You can have the uh, the gravy boat, that's fine, but you would have a ladle. Or if you don't have a ladle, a, a sort of a big spoon will do. Uh, and you would ladle it from the the gravy boat Onto the meat only. You do not put gravy on anything that is not meat. What if? What if you're vegetarian? Well, all right. You put gravy on on whatever your nut roast is, or whatever you're having instead. But you don't put it on the Yorkshire pudding, the potatoes. No.
3: I mean, th- th- this is this is another of those moments where I wish Jordan was here. Not that I don't always wish he was here, but he would absolutely just be ripping into you right now because. Gravy for me, and for probably the most part of the nation, is just for pouring on everything. You can't just pour it on the meat. What a load
2: of rubbish! That's a fascinating insight into your mind. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, Jordan did, uh, whilst they were having this royal banquet, again king of the small talk. Use some of the techniques that I've used and and have taught him. He did ask the question, which I'm sure I have said is one of my go-to questions for when things slightly flag. Um, who would you like to have a dinner with, dead or alive, in an ideal world? If you could pick anybody to have a dinner with. Now, normally, you know, depending on how badly the dinner party is going, you can, you know, you can either allot each guest has a choice of two, or if it's a really terrible dinner party, each guest has a choice of ten, and that should fill the, fill the whole evening. We're having a lovely time, so I'm only going to ask you, Ben, one person. If you could pick somebody to have dinner with in an ideal world, dead or alive, or fictitious. Who would you pick?
3: Oh, goodness me. This is putting me on the spot. Um, Who would you pick? I would pick Kenneth Williams. Who?
2: Oh, you see, this is what is wrong with everything in life. Kenneth Williams, he was a a very good actor and raconteur. He was most notably in the Carry On films, although he would hate me for even saying that because I think he had a, a disdain for the Carry On films. But he had great stories and was very very funny, even though he then went home every evening and wrote absolute bile in his diary about everybody he met. That were then pu- these diaries were published posthumously. Uh, so I would vote for him. Thank you. Um, then after sort of they cut away from the royal banquet back to the back to the main camp area where the ladies were, and a rat whizzed under the bed. Now I actually missed that. I was typing uh, typing a tweet or, or I think I was tweeting about gravy. Uh, so I missed it, but I, I was told by Mikey what had happened. Um, that that was never resolved. No, the rat is potentially still under that bed, and I felt that was very odd on the production team to sort of show that and uh,
3: and then not resolve it. What, so what did you want to happen? Well, I just wanted I just wanted to know that it was gone. Do you not think there's going to be some rats in a big castle in the middle of Wales? Like there there are going to be rats about. You're not, you not they're not just going to disappear. You want to see like a dead rat, or like you want to see maybe in the next trial, like a, a, a dead body of a rat flop down and be like, "There's, there's the rat." <laughs>
2: someone, someone did suggest uh, that the rats uh, were were gassed that evening because the boys uh, had eaten so much food. There was quite a lot of breaking wind and flatulence that was going on, uh, so possibly, uh, possibly the, the rat didn't survive the night. Um, but yes, and then and then it was the result of the vote for who was going to be camp leader. Ruthie Henshaw overlooked, and our Jordan instead was voted to be
3: camp leader. So good on Jordan. Hurrah for the people. The people were given the leader they all voted for, and William Hansen cruelly denied the person that he so wanted to be the leader for no apparent reason. It was all very 2016,
2: with a with a result of an election that nobody really wanted. But there we go. Jordan was voted camp leader, and uh, he is now in charge. And really, his duties at the moment just seem to be sort of allocating who washes the pans and who cooks.
3: Yes. I mean, Jordan, in becoming leader, obviously, he hadn't put himself forward for it. He was a bit perplexed with what to do with his leadership. He had the opportunity to to nominate a, a vice leader. No, just a deputy leader, sorry. Um, yes. And, and
2: he, he did a bit of a Biden.
3: So he, obviously, Biden being an elderly person
2: wanted someone of the opposite gender and a bit younger. Jordan, being a, a younger man, went for a slightly older, more mature woman, which I thought was a very sensible tactic.
3: Yeah, he, he was very political of him. Obviously, mm. for the for the G&Dvers, I think, especially for, for me, I was like, well, obviously he's going to choose Callard, as she called herself later on in the episode, Bev Callard. But he went for Victoria Derbyshire, a, a woman who knows how to make a decision, I'd wager. And it was proved right when they had to yes. go through the, those lists of jobs. I think, I think that's the only point of the, of the leadership, really. It's not as if they're sort of going to be changing legislation in the next few days. It's just that they decide... I hope not. Well, they decide who does what. Um, so, yeah, I think it then means that what happened before the leadership, before this became a sort of device in the show, is that everyone could muck in... Um, but now, it's if you're leader, you're leader. You just sit there and tell people what to do. If you're cook, you're cook. If you're cleaning the privy, you're cleaning the privy. Can you imagine
2: if we tune in tomorrow night and one of the sort of the, the trials is that actually the camp leader and his uh, his second in command have to sort of decide the new level of tiers for the UK?
3: That would be a, that would be a weird twist. Yeah. What for the for the coin challenge? Yes.
2: <laughs> for the coin challenge, is Liverpool tier three or tier two? <laughs> It would be, uh, that that's TV I'd watch. Um, And I think, I I have a sneaking suspicion as to why Jordan chose Victoria Derbyshire. Okay, Because Jordan used to make Victoria Derbyshire's tea. Famously. Now that Victoria Derbyshire is answerable to Jordan. She is. Is it because Jordan is trying to sort of fulfil some deeper, darker fantasy to get Victoria to make
3: him a tea? I mean, I, I wouldn't doubt that being the case. I mean... One of the first videos we saw of, of Jordan was him saying, "You can't have a brew." I thought you could have a brew. Right, you can't have a brew. Get me agent, which was quite funny for him, I thought. But um, maybe he's hoping that in one of the challenges they'll get some tea bags, and then he that'll be a that'll be a good moment for him.
2: What do they drink? Because I saw Beverly Callard was drinking out of like a green tin mug. What's in that,
3: William? I have no idea, to be honest. No, um, maybe it's just water. Hot water with a bit of sugar. Lovely.
2: Um, Jordan is leader. Do we think he's going to make quite a good leader? Because, God bless him, I mean, he's got many, many qualities as a friend. Um, but he is, he's not the most <laughs> decisive of
3: people. But he's, I think, as you say, the fact that he's got Victoria by his side, he's just the figurehead. Right. He's the the man with the good looks and he's got his deputy to sort of pull the strings.
2: Um, now, I, I, have, I have to be honest, there was a bit of chatter going on in my flat and I completely missed the story Uh, that Jordan told about Graham. Graham is Jordan's father. Could you please recap this story? He sort of said it towards the end.
3: Yes. I think we might have heard this story in the podcast, William, um, potentially. It sort of, it rung a bell, but my memory is pretty uh, cloudy at the best of times. But basically, Shane... Shared. Well, Shane mentioned Babe Station, and I can't quite remember. There's the memory. What's that? Well, oh, Babe Station. <laughs> I I wouldn't know. Let me Google. Um, Is
2: it a TV channel where you watch films about pigs? No, <laughs> but that would be a good channel. Be a great It's ai a, a,
3: a t- I'm I'm can't get out my words here. Uh, it's a it's a program. A, t- a TV channel where women in are scantily clad in clothes, and you can call in. I believe. Um, it's Love Island. Uh, well, yes, but more of a sort of, yeah, more of an element of, I don't know. They're just lying there, basically. Right. Uh, and, and, the jo- and the story from Jordan was that uh, one night his mum, Wendy, who we all know, mm-hmm. um, got downstairs, switched on the TV in the morning. And as happens when you turn on the TV, the sort of the last thing that was being watched was on there. Right. And it was Babe Station with the implication that someone had maybe been uh, pleasuring themselves to Babe Station. Oh! Can I say that? Um, maybe. Bam. I don't know. The implication. And Wendy then said, Right, who is this? I've brung you up better than this. <laughs> I still can't believe Jordan doesn't know the difference between brung and brought. No. Um, and then Jordan's dad comes in and says that it was him. It was great.
2: I'm sure both Wendy and Graham are thrilled that that story has now been, <laughs> well, yeah, has now been aired to 12 million viewers.
3: Yeah, I bet uh, that's the thing with Jordan; he, <laughs> he'll find a way of, of squeezing it in.
2: Um, finally, I just I want to talk about the uh, the, the hats. I noticed that they had all uh, all the camp mates had sort of written messages. I think this was the first time they've done it, but they had all written messages on their hats in chalk. Uh, often, people had um, their sort of children's names or their their husbands or, or partners. Um, colleagues. I'm hope I'm hoping. I'll be honest. I'm hoping maybe G and Diva is written on there. One night would be nice, Jordan. <laughs> I know you can't hear us. on uh, On his hat was written, amongst other things, Austin and Seb. They are his nephews, his uh, eldest brother's children, who he he loves very much. He also had UTC, which is up the Clarence. <laughs> Even I know that. Well done, and. Then the one that we can't work out what he had was CTTC. Now, I had a Google, and I think it's unlikely to be the Colchester Teacher Training Consortium, (laughs) but that is the first result on
3: Google for CTTC. CTTC. Okay, I think what we should do is send this out to the Gene Divas. They might be able to do a better job of of guessing this. Or or they may know it. Well, you might know it, which is fine, but actually what would be funnier to me is that if you don't know it and you want to make something up, what it could be, what could CTTC mean that it was plastered on Jordan's hat and if you tweet it with hashtag get behind Jordan in the day to day then we'll read out a couple of our favourites
2: tomorrow. That is an excellent idea. Now there is more Castle Chat in a moment but please make sure you subscribe to this podcast so you get our daily episodes when you wake up tomorrow. Who wouldn't want to wake up with us? And as if 2020 wasn't gloomy enough, here's another joke from the Jordan Archive. I was mugged by seven dwarfs last night. Not happy. Surely, surely I was mugged by six, six. Oh, I've told it wrong. (laughs) Oh, shit. When we come back, I'll be chatting to the weather forecaster, who's just as happy standing in front of an isobar as he is bashing one out over a big tom. (laughs) Who's Tom? No, that's the drum. You know, you get a big tom, a medium tom. (laughs) That's the name of the drums.
0: Ready to
3: pop the question and take advantage of 30% off? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com to get 30% off. Select Lab-Grown Diamonds. That's
0: BlueNile.com for 30% off lab-grown diamonds. BlueNile.com. Ready to start talking to your kids about financial literacy? This is an introduction to the podcast that gets a flavour for your neighbour. Peering over the fence when things have got tense With the most outrageous tales of your next door fails The time has come for you to listen to Score Score Next Door Door. My name's Rich Williams And I'm Emma Jones Score Next Door is our brand new podcast And we think you're going to love it Hopefully a bit more than you love your neighbours There's a new episode every Wednesday So search for us wherever you listen to your podcast To find out what all the fuss is about
3: And if you do love your neighbours You might as well listen to the people that hate theirs
0: Yeah, why not (laughs)
2: Welcome back, g and Evers. Now, Ben, have you felt a change in the weather today? Oh, I think it's just got a bit breezier for me. Well, that's probably because the humidity's rising, the barometer's getting low. And according to all sources, our guest today is the most fabulous weatherman on TV, Owain Wyn Evans. Hello, Owain. William, darling. Hello,
0: Ben. Hello. It is so lovely to have you back with us. I'm thrilled to be here, honestly. I feel honoured that not only have you asked me (laughs) back on, but you've asked me back on at such a special time. So thank you. Well,
2: it is. Are you watching I'm a Celebrity Get Me Out of Here?
0: Yes, I am. I started off dipping in and out of it. You know, I've never watched it before, actually.
2: No, yeah, sort of. Me too. Me too.
0: But I guess it's the kind of twin influences of it being in Wales as you may have detected I'm Welsh. No. And absolutely. And also I just think the lineup this year is really good and I'm not just saying that because I'm on this podcast.
2: If you were doing it how do you think you would cope?
0: Oh my gosh. Well, um I'm not very good with the cold, despite being from Wales, where, you know, it is generally quite cold and quite wet. So I think I would try and use my Welsh language tools
1: mm-hmm.
2: to my
0: benefit. What would be your biggest fear? Oh, my gosh. Well, I don't like insects. I don't like things with lots of legs. I really don't like wood lice. <laughs> I mean, I, they're not great, no. but I don't think... Darling, there's something about wood lice that is uber creepy I mean they've got that little shell on their backs they sort of slink around don't they just you know mincing around everywhere um, <laughs> where there's wood or dampness and I remember I woke up one morning when I lived back back home when I was younger and there mm. was something in my face and I was like what's that and there was a woodlouse just you know wandering across my face and I think perhaps that's where the woodlouse li- wood fear has stemmed from so any environment in which there are wood lice um, around my you know uh, chakras person. would not yeah. be good for me
2: <laughs> okay obviously this year you know as, as you've said that the program is in uh, wales not australia how does the weather differ in wales compared to australia
0: well at this time of year and most times of the year it's wildly different because our seasons are kind of polar opposites really we're moving into summer in australia now so if we were in spring it's springbrook national park isn't it they normally film it yeah it would be really warm and it would be potentially quite humid, whereas in Abigail in North Wales, we're, of course, going into winter. So I think the weather for them in the Castle this year, as we've already seen, you know, they're there in their gilets and their many layers. It's freezing. So um, I'm sure they're wishing that they perhaps were in Australia, in the warmth.
2: Yes, alas, Covid has prohibited that. Absolutely. Now, the main reason we needed your help is for your Welsh knowledge. Uh, and I believe Welsh is your first language.
0: Yes, it is indeed. So I grew up in a place called Ammonford in southwest Wales. Um, I have been speaking Welsh since I was, you know, a child. Well. Yeah, with it being my first language, it's just something that's um, always been with me. Have you ever encountered any Welsh at all?
2: <laughs> yes, uh, I was I was at school in Bristol uh, boarding school in Bristol, and uh, quite a lot of people in my house uh, came across the across the bridge or bridges uh, from Wales, so I was it's sort of wonderful. semi-Welsh there, so I've, I've come across some Welsh before. We've been struggling to pronounce the castle name that they're in. I mean, that's how bad Ben and my knowledge of Welsh <laughs> is. So with our Welsh lesson,
0: may we start there? Absolutely. So it's Gwerch. It's Gwerch. Gwerch. Loosen up the tongue. Ta- let's, let's do some loosening up exercises. Okay, Ben, you've
2: got to do this as well. Perfect.
0: Now say, Thanethi. Oh my gosh, it's like you two are from Thanethi itself. Thanethi. Once more. Thanethi.
3: Thanethi.
0: Not Thanethi. Thanethi. Okay, we'll live with this. we live with this. So it's Gwirch. Ready? Gwrch, Gwych. 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 Castle,
3: Gwych. castle.
2: I think I know what castle is in Welsh, because I used to visit a place that they used to film the worst witch in. Uh, Castell Coch. My interest was raised. <laughs>
0: Perfect. Castell Coch. Yes, that's right. So in Welsh, you would put the castle before the name. So Castell Gwrch. Castell
3: Gwych. Castell Gwych.
0: 10 out of 10. I have put together a little a bijou listette of castle-related words and phrases for you both. Is this something that may tickle your interest? Tickle us. Okay. So, as we've already discovered, castle is castell. We're good with that one. Yep. Moat, if you're in a castle with a moat, mm. is force. 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 Perfect. May the force be with you. Love it. Love it. There we go. I can see a Welsh spin-off <laughs> Yes. Of- <laughs> Star was coming I'd our love way, to very watch that. <laughs> exactly, starring William Hanson, Luke um, Skywalker <laughs> Jones. <laughs> yeah, Luke with two L's, <laughs> Luke Skywalker. And <laughs> um, Fort, this is my favourite yes. one. Am the funva? Oh my god! Great, going to be on the floor. So, Say it again. Am the funva. Am
2: the Am the funva. Am am
0: it's close enough. I think the people of <laughs> Abigail would understand what you were saying if you were looking for the amvifunva.
3: Right. And that's what we're going for.
0: I've also translated help, I've sexted my boss. Oh my
2: word. Okay.
0: Might be handy. Yes. Might be handy. It's helpochvi, dwi wedi sextio, the moss. Rolls off the tongue. <laughs> it's so catchy, isn't it? <laughs> Say it again. Helpochvi. Okay.
2: Helpochvi. Okay. <laughs> dwi wedi sextio, the Dui widi sextio,
3: vermos, vermos. In case anyone is ever in Wales and they find themselves in that specific predicament, you're covered now. Yes, absolutely, Ben. You
0: need to give that one a go now. Help bachvi, help Dui sextio, dui
3: widi sextio, vermos, vermos.
0: Brilliant. I
2: think Ben was slightly better at that. I
3: I know I was. <laughs> oh,
2: modest.
0: I think you were actually, Ben. I think you get the point for that one, darling. Ding ding. Another key phrase that we
2: say on this podcast, uh, especially when we we were recording together or when we we're on our live tours, is no clinking, because clinking is common when you when you do a toast. Sometimes we say uh, cheers. Uh, oh, Jordan says that really, because again, cheers is common. Uh, and then we say no clinking. Cheers is yechid da. yechid da
0: Yechid is health. Da is good, so it's good Oh, health. is it yechid? Yeah, Yechid Yechidda. Perfect. Um, so that's when you would raise your glass. Yeah. And if you were to insist on no clinking, one of my favourite things about Welsh is, and this sometimes makes it quite easy, because I, I quite like the kind of... I just quite like ad-libbing Welsh, you know, because it is quite a complicated language. But one thing that a lot of people do is, especially South Wales, like myself, is if you were to want to make a word sound more Welsh, you would simply add an I and an O to the end of it. So, "your." So you would say... Dim clinkio. That's no clinking. So, yechidah dim clinkyo, is what you would say.
3: Yachidah, dim clinkyo. Wonderful.
0: Wonderful. Do you think you'd use that, you two? Are, you, are we going to use that?
3: Dim clinkyo, We should definitely use it at one point. I mean, dim clinkyo sounds like something to do with Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> and if, if we can use you a bit more, um, of course. please. I'm here for however long you need me, darlings.
2: Ben, good, we'll be going until six. Um, ben often says, um, hi, guys. In fact, that's Ben's sort of catchphrase. I mean, Is I it? say catchphrase. It's pretty poor ca- catchphrase, to be perfectly honest. <laughs> what would hi, guys be? And if you could also, when you do hi it, guys. say it with no energy whatsoever, draw it out, say it in, as morose okay. as possible, please.
0: <laughs> like Ben. If we're saying guys and if we're referring to men only, I know guys is like refers to everyone really, doesn't it? But I will go for the exact translation. So it would be Shemaibechin.
3: bekin Shemai Bechin. A bit a bit a bit harder to <laughs> elongate the the end of It is. Was it Shemai bekin Shemai Bechin. Shemai bekin Bechkin. Shumai bechkin. Shumai bechkin.
0: bechkin. bechkin.
3: bechkin.
0: Shumai Bechkin.
3: Shumai Bechkin. <laughs>
0: there we go. That's it. It's, it has more syllables, doesn't yeah. it? And it's not quite as straightforward to say as hi guys. Um, and then, but if you wanted to be more general and perhaps, you know, not apply a gender to that, and you just wanted to say hello to a group of people, you could say shamai paub."
3: Oh, I like that. Shumay paub. Shumai which is paub. like hello
0: everyone. You're being very inclusive there, which is what we like.
3: That's what we're like in on sex with my boss. I'd say so. Shemai paub. Easier for me to say. And what would bye guys be? Hoi lvau paub. Sorry.
0: Sound like a teletubby. So goodbye is hoi lvaur.
3: Hoi hoi lvaul. Hoi It's like vowel with R. hoi Yeah, it's not easy to say that one. Hoi
0: lvaur paub. Hoi paub very good. Thank you. Very You're good. You're a very good liar.
2: <laughs> this is good.
0: <laughs> My favourite Welsh word is the word for first. So as in you have come first in some sort of competition. The word for first is cuntav. So that may be useful. Cuntav. Cuntav. Perfect.
3: That's the first on the podcast. If Jordan wins.
0: Jordan will be cuntav.
2: Yes. I've said it for years. Absolutely. <laughs>
0: And it's spelled C Y N T A F, in case you were to want to write that down. Perhaps on a badge or a trophy.
2: Yes. In fact, maybe they'll put that on the trophy for whoever does become king or queen of the castle.
0: You would think so. Can, if I can just recap on something, I absolutely loved Ben's reaction to that word when I said it first. <laughs> ben was thinking, can we put
3: this in? <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're a mind reader and <laughs> you speak Welsh. <laughs> What can I say, darling? What, what can I say? What can you do? And you've got, we haven't mentioned the fact that you've got the drum set behind you, which is a very famous yes. drum set.
0: This is the famous drum set. Now, my neighbours are delighted because I've <laughs> just converted it into an electric drum kit. Oh. So now it doesn't make a sound. Oh, that's good. My cat isn't a massive fan of the drums, to be honest. They're a bit too manic and loud. But yeah, I've been playing them a lot more since I did that, you know, drumming Weatherman video, obviously.
3: Yeah, I think we should explain what that was. So just in case people haven't haven't seen it, but I, I had another watch this morning and I, I loved it. So this was, you were drumming along to the BBC News theme.
0: That's right, that's right. So I was, um, you know, I've played the drums for years and I've been putting up videos on my Twitter and Instagram for, for a really long time now of me just playing along to different things. And then at the start of lockdown, of course, I, like many others, Uh, I was working from home, you know, I was doing my weather forecasts for Northwest Tonight, who I work for here. So the drums were there. And I'd had some thoughts before about how I could, you know, incorporate drumming and presenting the weather. The two don't really go together, darlings, you know, it's not a match made in heaven. No. So um, (laughs) I had a chat with some people at work, actually. Um, A friend of mine, Rob Brooks, who works for BBC PR. And he said, why didn't you just try playing along to the BBC News theme? and i had to think about it and thought how can we make this happen so i thought why don't we put a weather forecast and then as if i run off and you know sort of play the theme tune as well and that's how it was born and i was absolutely not not expecting it to to be what it is you know on a daily basis i huge. still get likes or comments or retweets on that video and i think it's had like nearly 6 million views on twitter now and 10 million on facebook that's so it's been Absolutely bonkers.
2: Have you ever done the uh, I'm a Celebrity theme? You know
0: what, William? Funny you should say that. Because that's got drums at the start. It has. <gasps> it's got a do, do, Yeah, do, I know, do, do, Ben. Do, yeah. do, 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 at the start. So I think I've got to do that.
3: You've got to do it. You've got to do it. <laughs> and can
0: we have, <laughs> exclu- so
3: can we have exclusive
0: first, first play? Of course. I'll get behind that Thank drums. Wow. I'll practice them, and I'll send it to you, yeah. and then we can, you totally. know if you going back to going back to the
2: programme hopefully Jordan's going to be in it for for much longer he can't hear us but let's pretend he can do you have a good luck message for Jordan?
0: Oh absolutely it's Jordan darling everyone is loving you the all of the viewers are obviously behind you Um, you're great value darling especially when you put near snakes and things so I think that that adds something obviously yeah just all the best we love you and I think you're going to win.
2: Look, this has been absolutely marvellous. Thank you, Owen. We really oh, appreciate this.
0: Darlings, I'm loving your work. Thank you for having me on. And I hope that my little Welsh phrases will be of some use to you. That They
2: will so be so use. handy for the podcast and when we're travelling around Europe.
0: Oh, <laughs> wonderful feel free to use them and if you ever need any more just give me a call
2: owain thank you so much indeed uh, we look forward to seeing that video of owain drumming to the I'm a celebrity theme tune it's nice to see someone finally on the podcast having some talent tomorrow we'll be chatting to another friend of the podcast and this year's celebrity master chef winner riyadh in the meantime please keep using the hashtag get behind jordan and make sure you follow at Until tomorrow, it's goodbye, everyone, from me, and
3: bye, guys.
0: Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time.